everybody, and welcome to Well Said, the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill's podcast, where we talk with students, faculty, and staff about what's going on on campus and around the world. And today we're talking with student body president, Bradley O'Pair. Of all the Tar Heels that have made their way to Carolina for the new school year, you've probably had one of the longest journeys to get here. Let's start by talking a little bit about your background having grown up in Kenya. Yes, so I lived in Kenya for about 16, 17 years. Grew up there, my family's there. And then towards the end of my high school, I moved to South Africa where I stayed for about two years just to finish up high school. And then I moved to the U.S. because of UNC. (laughs) What was the reason behind leaving Kenya and finishing high school in South Africa? I made that change majorly because... You know, life was looking very bland then. It was, you know, finish high school, go to university. You know, I wanted to do law then. Go do law, you know, get married, have kids, you know, and then, you know, maybe do politics at some point. And I just felt like it was this very straight line. And I wanted to do something different. And so there was a school called African Leadership Academy at the time, which was was starting up. And they would take about one or two students in every different African country to go to school and really difficult school to get into. It's more difficult to get into ALA than it is to even get into Harvard. So it was something that I knew I wanted to do, but it wasn't something I could bank on doing, you know, and they had a mission to like develop the next generation of African leaders. And, you know, I was young then and I I sat down and I thought to myself, that's that's really what I want to do with my life. Like if I could go there for two years, it would be great. At the same time, I also had started having my own issues at home with fees and everything. My mother fell sick, so I really needed a scholarship to be able to go to the next level. So I applied. Luckily, I had the chance to go in, and so I went to South Africa. And my time in ALA was, you know, just tremendous experience, and I started growing there even more. Was it sort of like a college prep program? Almost like, but but not exactly. So. African Leadership Academy, I'll call it ALA going forward. ALA's focus was was majorly developing leadership and entrepreneurship talent. So every student who goes there had to run their own business or their own enterprise within the two years, which I absolutely loved. And so I started out working a little bit with a student-run bank on campus, did a little bit of their finances. What they would do is they would get all the money from student organizations. They would keep it in a port. They would also have a couple of personal accounts for people, and they would keep all of that in a port. And so you'd just be managing different people's finances, um, which good, good, good learning process. And then after that, I transitioned and I started working. I, I got a scholarship off of the Bezos family to go to the Aspen Ideas Festival, which is just absolutely epic. And so Aspen was actually the first place I ever came to in the US. And I thought everywhere looked like Aspen. Um, and so I went I went to the Aspen Ideas Festival in, in, in Colorado and it was a good experience. And so we, we went back to South Africa because the program needed us to implement, you know, an initiative when we went back. And so we started a version of that called the South African Ideas Festival. It was mainly youth focused. It's an annual program that brings in young entrepreneurs who have different ideas and then it connects them with corporates. And it also helps people who are developing the ideas who don't necessarily have the skills to be able to hone them in. ALA and every year it brings a lot of kids from all, all all throughout the different South and African countries and I think it's going to expand soon to be able to host kids from all, the, all, all different African countries hopefully and so that's what I sort of got involved with and then I also started working with student government there 
I ran for my first election as well, which was good. And then I ended up becoming the student chairman, which is equivalent of the student body president there. And I had my team of about 30 people to work with again, which was tremendously good. So a lot of leadership and entrepreneurship experience all jammed within one year. <laughs> so back in high school is when you really decided that you wanted to become a leader. What inspired that? What made you want to be a leader at such a young age? I think I had done a lot of things in high school that put me in that position. So I think to backtrack a little bit, when I was in high school, I went to a boarding school. It was a boys boarding school. And so towards the end of my first year, we had the first wave of student strikes happen in school. And I guess just to describe a bit about that, we have regular prep times, which is from like about 7 to 9 p.m., where everyone is supposed to sit in class and read. And then from 9 to 10, everyone finally goes to their dorms and then everyone sleeps. And so on 7 to 9 p.m., someone goes off, cuts off the lights and students get out and they start pelting the windows with stones. Everyone has to lie down. You know, police had to come in with tear gas and their dogs and everything to like run people. And, you know, that happened at least about three times and I had to miss about six months to a whole year of school. And I remember as we were coming back to school, that was the moment where one of my teachers was like, we actually need more student leadership rather than teachers working with students because there's too much rebellion from the students towards teachers. And so that was sort of the first time I was thrown onto the deep end. Um, and so it was a school of about a thousand boys. And there we were having to be in charge of usually most of the lower classes and also having to convince your classmates to do X, Y and Z. And so that's that's kind of where <laughs> I had to start with my leadership because being there is what guaranteed that there would be a little bit peace in school. And I really, really wanted to finish school, especially having missed six months to a year. And, you know, it was very, very good experience in hindsight, not so much. So while I was going through it. OK, so you attended the African Leadership Academy for two years and then it was time to head off to college. How did you end up coming to school here at Carolina? I always knew I wanted to go to college, you know. When my mom had fallen sick when we were young, one of the things she'd always wanted for both me and my older brother was to go to school. And up to today, she, she just doesn't compromise on it. And that, that's, that's the same thing with a lot of African parents, which is why even when you look at the immigration rates, most of the African immigrants within the U.S., some of the highest educated immigrant classes that there are, just because of that emphasis and that pressure from home for you to always finish school. Um, and so I always wanted, always wanted to go to college. What I wanted to do there, <laughs> not, not so sure. So initially I had no idea about UNC. So I was with my college counselor in South Africa. We were sitting down, we were having a chat and, you know, it was one of those things where, you know, I got the usual list of the IVs and then. I got a couple of lists of Carolina and a couple of schools and I had a roommate who had come to Carolina. And then at the same time, I sat in and I started reading a little bit about what Carolina had to offer. And I got drawn into a public school. You know, I felt that a public school would provide me the opportunity to be able to go in and meet people from, you know, different socioeconomic backgrounds. My college counselor nudged me a little bit to the direction. I also had the unique chance to apply for the Moorhead Cane. And so they brought me over and I got a chance to come in and see Chapel Hill. And literally when I was on my flight back, like I was decked out in Carolina blue, I was like, if they give me a yes to coming, like I'll definitely come. 
especially after watching my first basketball game. <laughs> yeah, that, I think that, that, that was the sell for me. And so once that happened, good to go. And I'm, I'm happy Carolina gave me the chance to come here. It's been a great experience so far. And now here you are three years later as the student body president. What was it about the position that made you want to run for it? The main reason ended up being that I had done a lot of work with different diversity student organizations. And we felt that we had one of the best platforms at the time that would be able to bring a lot of different student groups together that didn't necessarily work together. Because I had been, I had spent the previous year being in a lot of different rooms, seeing the same faces, go to the same events. And I really, really wanted student government to morph and become more of a bridge than it had been before. And I felt like our platform presented that. Uh, and hopefully we'll be able to do a couple of things like that, you know, just right now thinking about it with everything that's been going on in the country. One of the first initiatives that we'd like to have is to ensure we have the police come in and sit down and have different info sessions with students. Hopefully it's a program we can have go through during the year or just happen during the first three months. You know, those are bridges being created across different communities that I don't think we've been able to do in the past well before. And I think we'll be able to do it even better this year. So small things like that are what drove me to running. Also just that ability to go in and challenge yourself you know there's that phrase that you don't come this far just to get this far <laughs> and I honestly wanted both students and myself to believe that you could be anything you wanted to be anywhere you were and I felt like running was a chance for me to put that out there whether I won or whether I lost I thought it would be an encouragement for anyone to go out and feel like they could do anything they wanted in Chapel Hill Probably one of the hardest parts about being the student body president is the fact that you only have one year to achieve everything that you want to achieve. So looking at this one year, what are some of your goals? What do you want to get done in your one year as a student body president? I think our mission and vision around being a bridge, and that goes for all the ideas that we have. I think to get a little bit more into specifics, part of being a bridge is about being a good communicator. One thing we're trying to push through this year is going to be our YouTube video series. I think millennials are starting to communicate more and more on social media. And a lot of governments, not just student governments, even big government, are yet to really adopt to how to speak to millennials. And I think being a student government on campus gives us such a great test bed to be able to work with millennials one-on-one. -on -one. And so we'll be able to, we'll, we'll be trying to put out a series out there, seeing what sticks, what content students like, what they don't like. Once again, it's very, very entrepreneurial thing, just because whenever you're introducing a new product or anything, you have to always see how the market responds to it and readjust accordingly. Second other thing, like I said, is going to be our community initiatives, especially with the police, with everything that, that's been happening. And that's, that's something around your platform that's left very malleable so that it adjusts with, with the times because there's sometimes there's things that happen that we didn't really predict and we had our own priorities that we then have to push to the back to address, you know, the immediate needs on campus. I think voting drives will also be really, really big once again because this is an election year and regardless of which party's students on campus fall, fall towards, we need to ensure we have a maximum drive to the polls just because once again, it's important for youth to start exercising you know, their voting rights and for them to grow up being part of the electoral system, which I think is really, really important. So then in your one year as the student body president, what do you want the Carolina experience to be? What do you want student life to be like here in Chapel Hill? I think, and this is, this is a theme I've also been bending towards 
talking about when I go to convocation. It's it's that ability to dare to be different and to be you. Because I think I think there's a lot of cliche stories around how college should be like. It's that, you know, it was the best time of my life, best four years. And, you know, sometimes that's not it for a lot of students. Sometimes there's a lot of students who come in and, you know, they don't know what they want to major in and they're spending their first two years figuring that out. And I think what I want to speak to students to is that ability to go in and, and embrace that side of them that's unsure of things and not to just, you know, go with the mold every time. You know, if everyone's joining student government, if everyone's joining this fraternity, everyone's joining this or Like, not that it's bad to join student government or whatever respective thing that you're interested in. It's just that if you're doing it, ensure that it's within your path and your passions and not because everyone you know is going in to do that particular thing. And I think a lot of people hear less of that message. And I think a lot of people hear that my life should be perfect and every time everyone comes and they ask me about this, I should be having, you know, my good report or resume read out to them. So daring to be different is the theme I want to be going with this year. Thanks for listening to the podcast and don't forget to check back to usc.edu next week for a new episode of Well Said.